TV corner. Cool. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Filmcore TV Corner podcast. Uh, tonight we are discussing Lovecraft Country, season one, episode three. The episode is called Holy Ghost. Uh, I'm Alex Kirschbaum in Los Angeles, joined by Armani Barone in Atlanta. Hello, Armani. Hello, hello. Switching up locations this week. Switching up locations indeed. All right, and so let's get into it. We'll unpack the what, and then we'll uh, go into the what we think. All right, (laughs) so uh, after receiving a mysterious inheritance from the mother whose funeral she skipped, Letitia, played by Journey Smollett, buys a creepy mansion on the north side of Chicago in an all-white neighborhood. Uh, She converts the estate into a boarding house, inviting her sister, Ruby, um, played by Wunmi uh, Mosaku and Atticus, still mourning the death of his uncle George, to move into the mansion with her, among others. Um, okay, so I guess sh- should we we can break down this out, out this part of the story. Or I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, creepy is sort of an understatement. Like I was like, did you see this house before you bought it? I know for at least my part of the black experience is that we really don't get down with ghosts like that. And this would have been a immediate red flag, especially being in already all white neighborhood. But a lot of this episode was about sort of like pioneering. And as we get further into it, we're talking about like pioneering through the neighborhood. They touch on um, reflecting on a person who was considered a pioneer through science, though at the expense of black bodies. So in her own right, you know, Letty's looking to sort of like pave the way for other people of color to, you know, be able to afford cheap housing in better neighborhoods. But at the, you know, to the dismay and discomfort of her neighbors. Right. Yeah. The other thing about about it is like, I get that like she bought it because like it's a fixer upper or whatever and probably uh, was uh, cheaper maybe than a a non-haunted house. But like, um, yeah, definitely creepy looking. And, like, they had that, that creepy uh, elevator uh, already in there. Oh, my like, God. Yeah. Atticus is kind of, uh, he's gone through, he stayed with um, his aunt, uh, now widowed, and her daughter uh, for a couple of days. We sort of worn out his welcome, and things are getting tense, so he tries to um, crash with his dad for a couple of days, but his dad is, like, kind of a total mess following the death of his brother uh so that doesn't last and then um Atticus decides to return to Florida um uh but not before saying goodbye to Letty uh who then convinces him to stick around for a bit um after he sees the boarding house and and sees the way that her uh neighbors are mistreating her which is the next point of the little outline here um they, uh, they're sort of weeks of escalating mistreatment from the neighbors that culminate in a cross being burnt on her front lawn. Um, and, uh, so she retaliates, um, during the night of an epic party, uh, after a brisk hookup with Atticus. Um, and, uh, though she's quickly released, the, uh, cop traveling with her in the paddy wagon, um, who's taking her in, informs her that, uh, her new house is haunted by the ghost of a deranged white scientist, Hiram Epstein, and... By the ghosts of eight black people, he conducted illicit experiments upon before murdering and burying them uh, in the house, uh, beneath the house, and um, yeah. So that's a that's a whole that that that's a good a good like I don't know fifteen minute chunk of the movie that party and then the the fallout with her getting arrested. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was definitely glad that 
what we've learned, I think during this political climate especially, what we've seen is that a lot of people will go against their own interests just to be petty. And as we've seen as like Letty and the rest of her house guests slash roommates are like being constantly harassed by their neighbors who are like parking their cars and taping bricks to their steering wheel so they're always honking. Like to me, this seems insane because that means everyone in the area is suffering, not just Letty. Right. So to me, it seems really kind of productive, but it goes to show that also like how non like how illogical hateful actions can be, even like on the smallest scale. Like it's just it's all dumb. Like you're ruining your own neighborhood. That night when they come and they burn the cross in their yard. Not only is that, you know, really terrifying for a lot of people, but also just like, of course, Letty is going to retaliate. Of course, we were, I was happy to see it done. We were just like over this. And again, it's just heartbreaking to see like law enforcement, not only condoning it, but also um, treating Letty really unfairly while she's detained, uh, giving what's called like a rough ride. So just like banging up, um, a person, someone who's been arrested just because you can. And of course, you know, Letty has no one to go to afterwards. You know, who do you go to once when the police are the people abusing their power? You know, obviously not more police. It's a good way of of sort of setting up the scary outside world. Plus the, we get the beginning sense that the internal world of the house is a little scary too. Um, and then I guess a couple of scenes later, she confesses to Ruby that she inherited the money from their mom without telling her. Uh, Ruby calls her out for her selfishness and not sharing the money, and their relationship always tenuous before this anyway, uh, splinters further. Um, and then uh, I'm going to go into the next bit here. Letty and Atticus hire a medium to cast out the vengeful ghost of Epstein. Um, and uh, the ghost and the eight murdered souls, uh, upon being summoned by the medium, uh, murder three of Letty's neighbors who have broken into the house and appeared prepared to elevate their mistreatment of their neighbor even more. And then the medium or voodoo priestess um, becomes possessed by the spirit of Epstein and attacks Atticus and Letty. The spirit then transfers into Atticus and confronts Letty who um, implores the murdered ghost to help her successfully cast out Epstein from the house. And then they are able to kind of cross over and stop haunting it as well. So that's sort of like the big crux of the episode for the postscript that we'll talk about in a bit but yeah what did you think of um this whole haunted house sort of bottle wraparound episode i mean at first i was like kind of on the fence about the horror element like i think i wanted more like um like hereditary style and i feel like in some ways this went like a little bit like more classic haunting campy yeah, like the baby head on the basketball player. Um, that, I mean, it was creepy, but I felt like it was like kind of just so ridiculous that it wasn't exactly like, it wasn't as scary because it I found some, some aspects very silly. So I would appreciate it if definitely they had gone like more of a dramatic, serious route, but also like they only have an hour to do this. So I do also simultaneously respect the tone. Um, but I actually, I mean, I love the final scene with Journey aka Leticia calling upon like her ancestors to help her banish Epstein's ghost um and that they were able to find their own closure and healing in the process as well because we can see like their ghostly wounds 
start to heal up. And also, Journey's Mantlet really kills this episode. Like, there was a lot on her for the majority of this. Yeah, yeah, she's really good. Um, Michael K. Williams kind of disappears after, like, sort of a little scene with Atticus, um, who becomes more of a side character. And, uh, yeah, it's really her episode. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of worried personally with the first episode that she wasn't, like, you know, she's going to be like kind of like a classic femme sidekick but it's really nice to see that she's really a fully fleshed out character is getting her own spotlight and now i don't quite actually know who the show's about because you think it's about atticus but if you just saw this episode you assume that the show is actually about her which i think is pretty cool yeah and that speaks to like the fluid nature of the storytelling with the with the, the show so far because mm-hmm. The first, yeah, the first episode's about Atticus. The second episode's kind of about all three of them, Atticus, George, um, and Letty. And now this one's mostly Letty. And, uh, and like, the first two episodes are kind of the same story. Uh, and then this is basically a totally more or less self-contained episode. Um, they sort of wrap up some stuff with George at the beginning. Uh, and then at the end, we have this sort of tag that points to a longer narrative that we can talk about in a second. But, like... Um, yeah, like, uh, the crux of the story is, uh, Letty's situation with the house and the neighbors. hmm Yeah, it's interesting how they, they shift the focus. I, I like this a lot more than the last episode. Um, I really didn't like that last episode, the more I think about it. But the first episode was a solid start, and then it rebounded this week. Yeah, definitely. I think also, too, what I love is, like, um, when those three white neighbors break in to sort of, like, terrorize them in their own house, which to me is... It... <sighs> you know, whatever. I liked that they sort of got their own comeuppance in that moment. Like one of them being um, decapitated by the elevator and then the other two being taken, we can assume, by ghosts, but we don't quite know. I mean, so when the baby ghost, <laughs> the baby ghost, when the baby ghost first comes to attack them, I wasn't quite sure like where, how this, again, by this point, we still didn't know how it was quite going to tie into the other episodes until we get to the end. Like, we didn't need any of this, really, if if it's actually about the story that the end points to it being about, because the end's about, like, something pretty different. But but it, it's, I, I guess, it feels like the, it was sort of shoehorned into the larger narrative. It feels like they just want to have a ghost story, which is cool. Mm-hmm. The ending thing is uh, Atticus going into town into Chicago proper to confront his distant cousin, the witch Christina uh, of the, the Braithwaite family whose uh, house they destroyed in the last episode. Um, and he discovers that she left Letty the money for her home uh, and pretended it was from her uh, mother's estate. Uh, and then Christina reveals that the house, the Epstein house, was built by a banished member of the family's cult, the Sons of Adam, and tries to recruit Atticus to help her find pages stolen by the long-deceased Sons of Adam expat who built the house that, that could lead to, um, you know the elusive uh what like immortality i think still Mm -hmm. she's on that kick right yeah that she wants so so that's what the the point of the house is in the larger story it's like uh the fact that the house is haunted is incidental what really matters is that she has the house and the house is going to be sort of like the the starting point for the search of these missing pages apparently yes and I, i think obviously like they need 
Atticus to do it because otherwise she could just, you know, have gone into the house on her own. But again, like going back into like Atticus having some sort of power um, because he is, you know, related to is also Braithwaite. Like maybe she also needs him to be able to get these pages as well. Like there's a reason they keep including them because otherwise you would say like she could just go to this house on her own. Yeah, she needs him. It's a little strange because, yeah, she could have just told him straight up, right? Or she could have given him the money or said, I'll give you this money on the condition that you help me find these missing pages. But instead, she gives it to his friend, hoping that he gets roped into living in the house, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Hoping that he asks her about it. It's a very convoluted plot. I mean, she literally she literally could have played could have paid anyone else to go in that house to look for these papers. But there has to be some reason why, like. She's insistent upon, like, it being, you know, Letty and Atticus together. Um, I wonder if, um, I know we didn't quite touch on this earlier, um, but when Letty and Atticus hook up at the party, and we learned that that was Letty's first time, I don't know if, I couldn't think of a reason for including that besides this might come back into the plot later. Like, maybe some sort of conception angle is being played here. Yeah, I'm trying to like after these after these first three episodes, I'm just trying to like not read too much into little elements like that. I'm just assuming that it was just thrown in there because uh-huh. it seems like they're throwing a lot of stuff at us and not all of it sticks or matters in, in like the context of the big story. So I'm just trying to like think of that as like a character touch that you know she's this tough, seemingly sort of world weary person um, who's been through a lot, but also she's uh, you know sort of innocent um or inexperienced sexually i guess mm-hmm. it's like a character element more than it is like a story beat okay i don't know it's a little unclear but who knows we don't we don't know yeah we i mean i think that's fair, fair to say either because i think there has been some things that have not been quite paid off with the show yet so yeah it could go either way but i was i would i don't know if it adds more to her character or to me i don't it we'll see we'll see my yeah, I don't really think it adds much. Like it doesn't change, or 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 like deepen the way that we relate to her or anything. For me, I don't know. So I don't know. I don't exactly. Yeah, I liked her before. I liked her after. It doesn't <laughs> yeah, make a difference. I just think the choice was like sort of meh. So I think I, I kind of wanted a little bit more from that. But you know. Yeah, it was it was kind of weird. Is it like is it supposed to be like true love or something? Is that the idea? I, and if so, like. Is it like they don't like she seems into him and he seems kind of uh, super turned off by it. So I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah, that's but, what uh, I mean. Oh, like it just it, it seems like kind of like like unfair to not let him know about this. Also, like I'm just saying, like it just you know it's her prerogative, but also like I feel like. It I don't know. It's, to me, it was a weird. It was a weird, weird writing choice. So we'll see if this actually comes up again, or if this is something they're just like you say, like we don't get a payoff from it and we just keep it moving. Yeah, it's just the thing that happens. I, I, yeah, I can see it going either way for sure. I agree. Oh, and then another thing I was gonna say was that um, again, this might be nothing. This might be something. Uh, his aunt, Atticus's aunt, uh, Hippolyta Freeman. She. Um, she does a thing early on where she takes Dracula and she she seems like she's like under a tra- in, in a trance or something and she um, sort of feels 
the pages of the book kind of erotically, and then she starts ripping them out. And then I thought about that when I when I saw the um, Christina speech at the end. Uh, does that have anything to do with that? Like, is she is she possessed by the spirit of the cast out um, constructor of um, Letty's house uh, who ripped up the pages of the other book? Does that have anything to do with it? I don't know. But it was a weird moment, and they made a point to show it and linger on it. And I was confused. Yeah, I don't know. Well, circling back, um, I mean, I I was wondering if, like, the way we never see George's body. And I'm like, do you think there will be some ghostly element with him as well? Like, could he come back into play in the house? Could he be affecting Hippolyta? I definitely think uh, Courtney B. Vance as George will be back. But whether it's as a ghostly apparition or in flashback, I'm not sure. But he's mm-hmm. he's a... He's too big a star for them to not use again in some capacity for mm-hmm. a couple more episodes, I would think. So I'm predicting he'll be back. But yeah, I I mean, if, speaking, if speaking to, of a star yeah. that we're not seeing much of, uh, Michael K. Williams, who plays Atticus's father. I'm kind of bummed that we like spent two episodes getting Montrose and then we took 30 seconds of this episode to like not see him anymore. Uh, and yeah, it'd be nice to just see more of him in general because he's Michael K. Williams and you have Michael K. Williams. It's like, it's like an NBA team having really talented players <laughs> sitting in the wings. Yeah. Uh, and like in. they don't play him at the end of the game or something. Put him in exactly. Um, yeah, just a, but but hopefully that'll happen later. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, speaking of later, where do you think this show is going from here? Is this Sons of Adams thing gonna be like this continuous like puzzle piece we're putting together? I kind of, in a lot of ways, since the last episode, hoped that we were done with Sons of Adam, but here we are. I agree. Like, it's not that strong of a thing. Like, I'm more interested in these characters dealing with the real-life problems and just random monsters. I don't really care about this secret order. But, like, you know, give me more monsters, fine. But, like, or just, like, weird episodic horror things. That's cool. But I don't, yeah, I don't really care about this this cult right now. But that's... Also, a setup thing. Like they could have made us care about, it, like we talked about last time, but they just they kind of they rushed it, and so we're just not that invested in the stakes of this crazy, kooky family that Atticus and um, uh, Montrose are somewhat related to. Montrose, who is his dad slash uncle. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I th- <laughs> Dunkle. Dunkle. Dankle. I agree and I just I feel like the thing is like we still there was not like enough world building with Sons of Adams at this point um for where we are in the story and how much we should be invested in like finding these pages at this point I just I don't know what any of this means and it's hard for me to care either way without like more background like what this actually means for like humanity it doesn't matter if they get these pages should we care so I guess that's just like more like where I don't understand how this has anything to do with Atticus besides the fact that he's like related to them. But overall, you know, as a as a a plot device, yeah, again, like you said, like I don't think it's that strong and we don't care. Yeah. They can still do stuff to make us care. They haven't lost us because it's interesting enough. But yeah, I, I guess we'll see. Yeah. 
Um, I do like the way that we're switching through genres, though, like, you know, subgenres of horror. So I'm super excited to see where else they take this. Maybe do you think we'll get zombies? Yeah, zombies. Yeah, that'd be cool, I guess. I don't know. Um, like Lovecraft has like in reanimator the movie. I don't again, I haven't read any the short story. I don't know. But in the movie, there are like reanimated zombie um so like brain dead creatures uh and some not even totally brain dead they're like just they're like more evil versions of uh the people that they were when they were alive basically it's really cool but yeah so like there's other there's plenty of lovecraftian uh cthulhu mythos to exploit still uh but yeah anyway uh okay so let's see uh closing thoughts what where do you think so 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 we both sort of think there's going to be a lot more Sons of Adam stuff going forward, right? Yeah. And maybe a couple... You think it'll be wrapped around zombie episodes, or do you think it'll be, like, um, mainly Sons of Adam with new monsters? I think it's going to be, like, ma- mainly Sons of Adams with, like, new monsters. Okay. I'm going to go the other way with it, just to to be the counterpoint. I have no idea, but it's just more interesting if one of us winds up being wrong. So. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think it'd be cooler if they made it more like just weird, random adventures, and they sort of had the same characters experiencing them. That'd be cool. But yeah, I think, I think you might be right. I think it would make more sense for it to be this main story and then occasional side episodes like this one. I mean, if you had asked me like episode two i would have thought that we would have you know sort of like we were going to be each episode is going to be much more contained in itself and that we were never going to like really cross as much but it looks like this sons of adam thing thing is going to be the red thread i was just sort of hoping that like atticus and company just become like monster hunters but it looks like it's going more in the sort of like mythical predetermined destiny route yeah which is, you know, it could be interesting. We, we have to see. We have to see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all right. Well, that's all I got. Well, thanks, Armani, for um, checking in on uh, this week's installment of Lovecast Country. And I uh, look forward to talking to you uh, next week about episode four. Yeah, looking forward to talking to you about next week. And we'll see you guys soon. TV Connor.